Hey girlfriend, if you have not yet signed up for our upcoming journaling challenge, definitely head down to the show notes and make sure you sign up. Next week, I'm going to be sharing a journal prompt every day straight to your inbox to really help you reflect on 2020, reflect on your growth, and really just take the time and the space to acknowledge it and acknowledge what came up for you, what did you experience, how did you grow, and then to really help you set some clear intentions and feel really focused and refreshed to start 2021 because this is going to be your year. This is going to be your year. 2020 was awkward silence, question mark, weird emojis, okay? So 2021, and I would love to help you. I would love to have you in our journaling challenge. It's going to be next week. So definitely head down to the show notes and make sure to join. Hey babe, welcome to the show. My name is Devani. I have my master of social work and I've been in the mental health field for about five years. Every episode, you'll hear faith and psychology-based mindset strategies and emotional wellness tools that will help you start showing up more authentically, start taking consistent, confident action in your life, and start creating your life by design. Let's dig in. I am honestly so excited, and I know that I say that every episode, but I genuinely am super excited to share with you the content that I have for you today, which is all about self-compassion and self-kindness. So let's go ahead. Let's just get right to it. Devani, why does this matter? Why is this important? Why should I care? Okay, so let me answer all of those questions. I first want to acknowledge that I feel that confidence is what we hear about the most. Confidence we talk about, we hear about, we all want to feel really good about ourselves. We all really want to believe in ourselves, which is so amazing and yes, so powerful. However, self-compassion and self-kindness, I truly believe, are more fundamental and more necessary. Yes, I am daring to say that. And you heard me hesitate, but I'm daring to say that. So I'm gonna share with you some reasons why I believe that, and then also some practices to help you get started. And all through this month, so the next coming three episodes are also going to be about how to be less self-critical, how to start feeling more self-acceptance, how to start being kinder to yourself. So definitely check those out if you're listening kind of way behind the times. They are all there. And if you're listening to this live, hey to you. High five, girlfriend. And those will definitely be coming for you in the next few weeks. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about why I believe this is so important. So feeling good about yourself. Confidence is really, confidence and self-esteem are really based on how you evaluate yourself. So it's looking at your capabilities and what you're able to accomplish, what you're able to achieve versus self-compassion is much more centered around being kind to yourself, not judging yourself so critically, realizing that what you're going through is a common experience and everything that I'm going to mention in this episode, I am not taking credit for any of this. I am 
merely sharing the beautiful findings that I have experienced through the work of Dr. Kristen Neff and Dr. Christopher Germer. So if you want to head down and check out the blog post, there are more articles and more data and things like that in the actual blog post for this episode. But if you want to learn more and check them out, definitely please do Dr. Kristen Neff, Dr. Christopher Germer, and they co-founded the Center for Mindful Self-Compassion. Incredible. Like two of my favorite things, mindfulness and self-compassion. So everything that I'm going to reference is pretty much from their work. So I just want to make sure that I'm very clear about that. I'm not taking credit for any of this, but merely just sharing what they have found and what they are sharing in the world, which I think is so, so valuable and more people need to hear. So some of the research, and again, if you want to head to the blog post, there are some other articles you can check out, but overall self-compassion when they were doing research, really people who are more compassionate towards themselves are less likely to struggle with anxiety, less likely to struggle with depression, more likely to just have higher levels of life satisfaction and well-being. And actually, and this part is what is so fascinating to me, the more self-compassionate you are, the greater motivation you have to reflect on your failures and your mistakes and to move forward and take action and to grow, which is so fascinating to me, right? Because it's so interesting. We feel, I want you to imagine a recent experience that you had where you feel like you, air quote, failed. You failed, right? You messed up. Whether it's maybe you got upset at your kid and maybe you yelled at them. Maybe you didn't show up the best that you felt like for a client or you haven't been showing up online consistently. Whatever that looks like for you whatever that looks like for you. I want you to find that scenario in your mind. So I want you to think about when we are, like what are our possible options here? So after we make a air quote mistake, and I'm air quoting because it's like, they're all just learning experiences, but it's whatever you want to call it. So when we have that experience, what are our options? Our typical go-to is to criticize ourselves, to judge ourselves, to have all of these nasty thoughts going on in our head versus the other option is to be kind to yourself, to be compassionate, to acknowledge that this is something that probably everyone goes through. You're not alone. And to really be mindful, a mindful observer in this experience rather than over-identifying. And again, this is a concept of their work, over-identifying with what's going on, with your experience or with your feelings. And so those are the two options that we have. And it's interesting to think about which one of those, self-criticism versus self-compassion, which one of those is going to propel you forward? Because ultimately that's your goal, right? Your goal is always to grow in resilience, to grow in your overall life satisfaction, to grow in your well-being. Those are all your goals, I can imagine. You want to show up, you want to serve your people, you want to grow your business, pursue your calling. You have all of these beautiful things on your heart. Which one is going to be more helpful for you? Being really critical of yourself whenever you make a mistake or being kinder to yourself, being more compassionate to yourself. And so all this month, that's what we're going to be talking about is how to grow, how to grow these skills and what this can look like for you and why it's so important. And another thing that I want to bring up is something that I have found in my research and in my learnings over the last few years 
is just this incredible shift. And I know that I've shared this before, but I am absolutely a recovering perfectionist and a recovering people pleaser. And so what has been so life-changing and so liberating for me is to realize and to go from this feeling of needing to do everything perfectly, what is perfect even? Needing to do everything perfectly to, you know what, I'm going to try, I'm going to do my best and I'm going to learn, I'm going to adapt and I'm going to keep going, which is resilience. We are not called to be perfect. You are not called to do everything. What is that even? That doesn't even exist. What is perfection? Perfection is different to everyone if you ask them. It's going to be different. We are called to be resilient and especially as an ambitious, high achieving woman who has so many dreams on her heart, you are called to be, these things are going to make the difference. If you start to build your resilience, you start to build your self-compassion because those things are what's going to allow you to continue to persevere, to bounce back, right? Building that strength, building that mental and emotional strength to persevere, being resilient, being kind to yourself. Imagine that journey versus the journey of you're trying something and you feel like there is a load of heaviness on your back because you are just feeling so weighed down that everything you do needs to be perfect and you have all of the things that you need to do for your family, for yourself, to take care of yourself, to show up in your business, for your clients. It's weight that is like just holding you down versus releasing. Sorry, my neighbor's dogs are getting excited as well. Versus focusing on I'm resilient, I'm doing my best, These are struggles that everyone has, and I'm not striving for perfection. I'm striving to show up and to serve and to grow and to persevere. We are in it for the long game, and none of this was really what I was going to talk about, but it's fine. (laughs) We're rolling with it. So that's why I truly believe in what I'm sharing and why I think these things are so freaking valuable. So the three core pieces of their work is, okay, number one. So they have, and this is, I think, specifically Dr. Neff, three elements of self-compassion. Number one, self-kindness versus self-judgment. Self-kindness versus self-judgment. So it's really thinking about how are you speaking to yourself? How are you treating yourself? What expectations are you holding yourself to in this difficult moment? Self-kindness versus self-judgment. The second element of self-compassion is common humanity versus isolation, which means when you are in this moment, you're in a difficult moment, you failed, you messed up, whatever it was. The launch didn't go how you wanted. You didn't get that new client. Something happened at home and you said something to your partner that was really hurtful. You messed up, right? Number one, using self-kindness versus self-judgment. Number two, recognizing that you are not alone in this. And this is so powerful. And I love that this is such a core piece of their work is that you're identifying this is something that a lot of people go through. I am not alone in this because it's so easy for us to get caught up in that space of I'm the only one and this is so hard versus recognizing that 
the suffering is a part of life. You're going to mess up. You're going to mess up. You're going to say stuff that you don't mean. You're going to, you know, respond to situation and situations in ways that aren't the best sometimes because you're human. So recognizing that. Number three, the third element is mindfulness versus over-identifying. And how I, how I perceive this, and I will tell you too that I'm definitely planning on going through their course. They have an online course and I may possibly end up getting certified in it. I haven't decided yet, but I just love this work so much. And so what I'm sharing with you is just what I've gained so far, but I know that there is still so much, like so much more understanding and so much more to learn. But with number three, mindfulness versus over-identification. So to me, what that means is when you're in this experience, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I really messed up. Being a mindful observer of your experience, of your feelings, of what's happening versus over-identifying with what's happening. And what that means is, I like to use this metaphor of a canoe going down a stream, right? So if... If the stream is your thoughts, the stream is just any thought that comes along, right? That's your stream of consciousness, the stream of thoughts that's going. Are you in a canoe in the water going down with every thought that comes up, every feeling that comes up? You are on a ride versus you're on the shore, watching and noticing the feelings that are coming up, watching and noticing the thoughts that are coming up. Mindfulness and being a mindful observer of your feelings and experiences means that you are on the shore watching, observing, non-judgmentally, with kindness, accepting what's coming up for what's coming up. And the last thing that I want to acknowledge very quickly before I move on to the next point is that you would think, and I have thought, that self-compassion, I'm going to be real about it, it can feel kind of like a cop-out. Because when we mess up, it can feel like I shouldn't be kind to myself right now because then I'm not going to fix it. I shouldn't be kind to myself right now because then I'm just allowing it and I'm accepting it and you know, it feels like we shouldn't do that. And this is a whole other issue with the term acceptance And I actually have written a blog post about this that will be coming out for you soon. There are a lot of misconceptions around what acceptance means and what self-compassion means. And that's why the research is so powerful. Because the research has shown that people who are self-compassionate are more likely to reflect on their mistake and to grow forward and take action moving forward. What? What? I know. So self-compassion, when you are being kind to yourself in the moment, when you are stating, I am not alone, this is something that a lot of people go through. Suffering is part of my experience here. I'm going to mess up. As you're mindfully observing all of the feelings and thoughts that are coming up rather than jumping in the canoe and going down the stream. That is not a cop-out. These are not cop-outs to where you're not going to address things. These are beautiful, kind ways for you to respond to the experience that you're having in the moment to then be able to take forward action in the future. And that may be a couple hours later. 
that may be a couple days later, weeks, I don't know, whatever that looks like for you. It is not a cop-out. And I'm not going to go into acceptance because that would be a whole nother can of worms. But I just really want to make sure that I make, I make that very clear. That it is not saying that you're not taking ownership over your experience, but rather it's being kind to yourself in the moment, recognizing that this is a common experience for a lot of people, allowing yourself to feel it, and then owning your stuff. And then owning it and taking action. But from a space of self-compassion rather than a space of my worth depends on this. If that, right? Like your worth does not depend on your achievements, your accomplishments, any of that, which I think is what a lot of what self-esteem and self-confidence can focus on. And when I'm saying that, I'm saying how we understand confidence is like feeling really good. I can do anything, right? I think that having confidence is just feeling really confident in your calling, feeling really confident in what God's going to do through you. Like there are really healthy ways to feel confident. Confidence is still very important, but I just want to make sure that this feels very clear that self-compassion is just an approach to, it's an approach to life. It's an approach to being a human. It's an approach to experiencing your mistakes and experiencing growth and suffering in a way that's really gentle and kind so that you can be resilient, so that you can bounce back. Rather than coming from a space of self-criticism, self-judgment, you're an idiot. Why did you do that? Why did, how could you say that? How could you do that? And just sitting in that space, right? How much longer will it take for you to take forward healing, growing action in that space versus the self-compassionate space? I clearly could go on about this forever. I'm not going to, I promise. So let me share with you a couple of tips to get started. So I would say, number one, just start with practicing being a mindful observer. That is huge and something that is in all of my coaching programs, working on mindfulness, because what happens is, We don't even realize that we are in the freaking canoe. You are just on a ride. You are on a ride with every feeling, with every thought you have. Just learning to step back and realizing that you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are not all facts. And you're going to sit on the shore and just start to notice. That in itself is huge. Mindfulness has played such an incredible part of my own growth journey, my own healing. Just being able to step back because I was always in my head, always in my head. And that's, I think, probably a common trait of people pleasers and perfectionists is like, we're so in our head thinking about everything, analyzing everything, right? So just learning. And so set the intention. If you're feeling called, set an intention for the rest of the day, for today and tomorrow, for the week, whatever you want, to just become a mindful observer. Just start to notice noticing your thoughts and literally what that can look like. Let's give some tangible tips of what this can look like is once an hour or a couple times a day, you set a timer on your phone, right? Where all you do is you literally take a couple of deep breaths, focusing on your breath and literally picture yourself on the shore and just allowing your thoughts to kind of move around, allowing your thoughts to come in and go out. What happens is when a thought comes into our head, when we entertain it, 
we go down that rabbit hole of that thought, right? We're questioning it. We're thinking about it. We're thinking about all the options versus letting the thought come in, taking some breaths, and then just letting it move on. It's pretty wild. The more that you practice this, the more you can notice these things. You do not have to entertain every thought and every feeling that comes up, but acknowledging them is huge and it's really powerful. So that would be my first tip to get started. Number two is I want you, when you find yourself in this space, I want you to ask yourself, how would I speak to my best friend right now? So imagine that your best friend is going through whatever you're going through in this moment. How would I speak to my best friend right now? How would I speak to her? How would I want her speaking to herself? Because sometimes it's easier for us to do that for other people. We tend to be a lot more compassionate with other people than we are with ourselves. So asking yourself, if you find yourself in that difficult moment, how would I speak to my best friend, to my little sister, to my daughter, if she was in this situation? How, what would I tell her? How would I treat her? Or how would I want her to treat herself in this situation? Okay, so absolutely there are going to be more episodes about this all through this month. So the next three episodes after this episode, I'm so excited to share these with you. So excited to talk more about this because as I've been reaching out to my community over on Instagram, P.S. if we're not connected, make sure to head over to Instagram. Take a screenshot of the show, tag me, add me. I'd love to connect with you over there. I've been hearing a lot about self-criticism, a lot of needs for being less self-critical and being kinder to ourselves. And so that's why I'm focusing so much on this right now. So I hope this episode spoke to you. I would love, love, love if you received anything, if you learned anything new, received any type of value from this. It would mean so much to me if you headed down and just left a rating and a review. Those mean so much to me. And then absolutely take a screenshot, post it over on IG, tag me in your story. I would love to see which episodes are standing out to you and that you're enjoying the most. So thank you for being here and I will talk to you soon.